What is going on, everybody? I'm back. I'm doing this one while I wait on the uh, Meineke guy to do some, you know, routine maintenance on the ride. I'm not going to talk about what kind of car I got. Uh, like I told you, I've, I've talked about how much money I make, etc. in my life, but I'm not going to get into personal details and stuff to document myself because at the end of the day, these points should not be about, you know, who's saying them. You know what I'm saying? Then we're just getting into ad hominems. And once we get into ad hominems, it becomes like a pissing match. And those are female tactics. Like, I know that, like, for example, on YouTube, in the MGTOW community, everybody's like, well, this turd fucking monkey guy is talking about sex dolls and he's an incel. But... If you give the political philosophy he has and some of the stuff he talks about, any type of like, you know, just give it an ear. Remove your biases because the women in your life have installed the, you know, everybody has a naturally built-in ad hominem thing where they are like, try to use emotions and feelings to defeat logic. And, and I'm not saying that everything he says is absolute, but you know what I'm saying? The man's brilliant. The guy is fucking brilliant. It doesn't mean... Here, let's get into that real quick before I go into the episode. I have two things to talk about first. Nikola Tesla was a virgin. Why? why again, you you guys are, and everybody, women and men, everybody's like attaching social validation to like whether or not somebody's, you know, like you, you're using social validation to dehumanize in a way because you're like, oh, well, there, there's no woman riding his dick and at the end of the day i'm not a virgin right i've gone through this talking point i've dealt with this talking point you don't get no pussy you're mad you're hurt right so even though i'm not a virgin and and i get laid pretty much routinely i don't have like video evidence of me like they're literally like they make the way they make the argument it's like unless you're currently having sex so literally like who's having sex and having a conversation especially one that's either political or philosophical at the time like, who's having that conversation while mid-coitus, first of all? Because that's the only way that people would... And then if I was, like, let's say I was in the middle of fucking somebody, right? There is that the validation that is required to even have a conversation nowadays? What, like, what point are y'all trying to make with this whole thing? Because it's like, oh, intel, intel, intel. But, okay. And what does that mean? Like, you are saying because you don't have a visual of somebody or let's say how they look isn't up to your standards that means anything they may say be will automatically be wrong like i made an argument before like a the math problem the simple two and i bring up simple math problems because it's literal fact that it's two plus two hold four fingers up hold two and then add two more it's fucking four and i'm even if i was an incel and i said that two plus two would equal fucking four but if you apply female logic, because females don't have logic, but their rationale is attraction and social validate or social and visual visual stimulation. That's it. They they conflate that with everything. And I've made the point that with women, like the the whatever, who's like the hottest? I'm not even gay, so I can't really tell you who, but. Who is like the one like universally most attractive dude on earth? Whatever, whatever, whoever that person is, I don't know who the fuck it is. I'm not gay. Excuse my language, but 
whoever that person is, he could come out and say two plus two equals five. And female rationale is going to come up with a way to, to fucking tell you that that simple math problem is now fine because they're fucking emotions and feelings. So you have to take what they say with a grain of salt or just not listen to them at all because women don't, they don't address things head on. They're not adults when it comes to that shit. Like turn, TFM was right. Women are fucking children, but this isn't about them. And here's another point I want to make. I talk about some of the stuff that could be interpreted as either dating advice or PUA stuff or any of that stuff. And no, I'm not getting into that territory. Um, I don't like the PUA community. I think they're selling you bullshit. That is not to say that they're wrong. But I think to, to sell general health, living a regular ass life, being the best you, you know, as some type of knowledge that's worth forty nine ninety five times four, or I mean, I don't know if dating coaches are charging two hundred. I think some of these motherfuckers are charging like two hundred bucks for like one on one sessions, and that's pretty much what they're gonna tell you. Like, there's no magic. There's no like as far as it's the whole pickup artist thing, right? There's no magic pickup line, dude. Attraction works weird. Women are women. Women are fickle. Like. I watch a uh, I watch a game show and one of the like it was a twenty one or twenty I don't know basically I'm not gonna talk about it because it's just gonna give shit away and I don't want to talk about TV shows and the substance and all that stuff but uh, I'm pretty sure you people you guys know not you people but you all know somebody like this right look there was a guy that went on the show twenty two year old uh, I don't know I'm not gay but my old lady was like hey he's a good looking dude and the dude went on there and essentially admitted that he was an incel not necessarily like he didn't lump himself into like team incel he's not on the fucking reddit forums and all that shit it's but he's basically you know unsuccessful with women and you know she knows a co-worker of mine who was like like this dude uh, he, he's built like a fucking nfl quarterback like he's no homo cut to the fucking bone and not butt ugly in the face yet has issues with women like Women kind, women, womankind, or women as a whole—they're so fickle. It's so weird how attraction and game works. And the dating market is—it—they try to say that it's an absolute, and male tens and female tens and blah blah blah, and all this stuff about tens and nines and perfect bodies and flat abs and being in shape and being cut is the answer. But sometimes it's not. It's, I don't know if it's just that there are people out there who are just awkward. And then there are because like one of the, I guess, homeliest males that I know, and he's a good friend of mine, so I mean no ill will when I say this, but he's a goofy looking motherfucker, goofy looking motherfucker. This dude pulls tens, like, like it's so natural to him, and it's so weird. And honestly, I don't get it now. Mr. Locario, he he speaks on shit like that. He's like, sometimes it's just that presence, that, that male presence, whatever the hell you want to call it. For for men, the dating market is weird. So I'm not going to get into it because there's no absolutes. And the PUAs and the dating coaches, they deal in absolutes. And at the end of the day, there's going to be, you know, there's always outliers. Now, they don't, ex exceptions don't make the rule. I know. I know. But it, it is, it's just weird. The dating market is so weird because there are traditionally attractive men that have horrible luck with women. Now, 
are they, you know, maybe they're suffering from what women suffer from and having standards too high. Maybe they're trying to date up. I mean, they're all, there's a ton of things like that. But those are valid points to make. Um, I don't know. I don't like to deal in absolutes, and that's where I guess I have a beef with them. So, when I go here, I am not talking from a perspective. Excuse me, I'll close my curtains and shit and get ready to roll out here. <sighs> anyway, I'm not talking from the perspective of basically perfection sitting on my punk ass couch. Pushing on. This is going to be, and this isn't like some series I'm starting, but I want to go into specifically like dating and relationships. And I spoke on it yesterday. I didn't go in depth. And all I want to do here is go in depth. In dating and relationships, and I talk about the echelon. So I'm going to talk about the echelon or how it progresses. Basically, how relationships progress and the mistake of going all in on what is essentially depreciating. Now, that is not in reference to the wall or women aging or anything like that. I'm saying relationships deteriorate when there's no risk. Now for a woman, when you marry her, you're taking all of her risk off the table. As a matter of fact, you give her the, the upper hand, the whole who has the upper hand thing is, you know, a lot of women will say, well, we have to get married to have the upper hand because women get old and then they'll be old. Men can have an argument. And I think the male argument is more valid, not because I have a penis. I'm literally, look, here's the argument from the man's perspective. Sure. In a marriage, if I saddle you with a bunch of kids and I essentially force First of all, marriage isn't monogamy for women, but they went from a woman's perspective, they feel that they're being forced to be monogamous with one man for what it, what a lot of women would call their quote-unquote good years. So, the fact that they feel they're wasting their quote-unquote good years with a man, and let's say she gets old and he like, you know, chucks up the deuces and bounces, pop smokes and ghosts, uh, <laughs> undead chronic style, they're like, we need to have a mechanism in place to punish those men or essentially in it's in a it's a mechanism in place to punish the men and b marriage legally is set up to work like how it was in the olden days kingdoms and whatnot how royal families would marry and then they merge the, the you know saying they would merge the kingdoms etc right and then if that if that were to ever split like let's say that family or the dynasties would split they would divide up the kingdoms but what you're doing in today's day and age is there's no more kings and queens. Nobody's swinging broadswords or putting heads in guillotines, or at least not in the Western world. Um, so that, barbar that barbarism is no longer in play. And also commoners, like what the fuck did they do with commoners back then? I'm pretty sure when commoners got married and split up, it was kind of like they both went their separate race, etc. right? And you're treating everybody i.e. us, the commoners, or what would, you know, in today's day and age, taking us and throwing us back in that time frame with the vast majority of us would be kind of commoners, even if we were six and seven figure guys. The, the, there would be very few royals. We're talking about the uber elites, and it isn't so much off of wealth. Like a Vladimir Putin would be, or a 
you know, president or something like that. So those are political elites would likely be the kings and queens of, or monarchs of the time frame that we're referencing. In that aspect, if they wanted to split monarchies and whatnot and the dissolution of marriage, cool. But the, pe the peasants or the, you know, common folk or even court members would marry or even if they were to split up, they would send each party their separate ways. But the woman had to bring, what's the word, what's a good word for it? Capital or, damn, I hate to have a brain fart on that particular, just that particular point. But what I'm trying to say is, back then, the woman would come with her father or her family would put something up as not necessarily, and not all marriages are built to, you know, nobody goes in like, oh, we're going to split up. But I mean, you drive a car, but you never expect to get into car accidents, yet there are a lot of car accidents in the West, in, in the world in general. Um, people get on planes not expecting to die, but there's a lot of plane crashes. I mean, most people don't ever expect that they will end, end up getting cancer, but, you know, some people insure themselves in the event of anything like that occurring. Life is fickle, man. Like I just talked about the dating market. I think in the way that the dating market is fickle, and excommunicates what you would consider high value men. The life is fickle like that. And sometimes, you know, things happen. Relationships fail and it's okay. I don't know. The, the, my argument is not to say that men should be able to chuck women to the side and run off with all their assets. But my argument is this. Women aren't bringing anything to the table anyway. You're, the, the, the argument is the state has stepped in and is like, all right, she brought a suitcase, but she gets to leave with half your shit if this thing dissolves. And it's like she brought nothing to the table. They're not bringing anything to the table. And also, you have to consider both sides. And I consider both sides. So obviously I've already made the point that men shouldn't be just tossing women out to the side when they get old or whatnot, right? But at the same time, it's like women are willing to toss a man out to the side when a better offer is off comes, you know, a bet what she would perceive to be a better man may come her way. Or the, if not better than variety, because a lot of women are in misinterpreting variety, in, not variety, quant, quality, quantity, excuse me, as value when that's, completely inaccurate sometimes and a lot of women do regret the whole trying to get back on the cock carousel thing once they've left their marriage but not talking about it from that side you we look at it like this i could see maintenance or some type of you know obviously child support i'm not against it at least in the aspect of lifestyle because it's like no the the woman should not be provided with a lifestyle of the father's whatever household or whatever you're going to call it because like let's say for example these chicks that the women do it women prey on pro athletes to get their sperm and hook them up on child support because they know the state's going to be like well they need to get pay the mom to provide the lifestyle of the father's home and i'm like well by that logic wouldn't you just place the child in the father's home and not have to because what the state is doing is like like I'm talking about with monarchies and whatnot, they're saying if a queen leaves a king, the king has to provide a second kingdom to the wife, the ex-wife or the queen. And, you know, if you apply today's standards to the monarch, the old school monarchy, it would be like the, the random bitches would find kings and marry them, bring nothing to the table, 
split up from the king if, you know, the relationship fails, which is 50 to 80%. And the king would have to replicate his kingdom and make another kingdom similar and similar in size, value, and worth to for the queen to live in. Queen and children to live in. Why? Why not just leave the children there? He can maintain her till she is able to do whatever the fuck. Because now we're not talking about, you know, back in the day with broadswords and no economies and stuff. We're talking about a, a world where women are actually able to out-earn men financially. So, and I, I, I am against alimony on both sides. At least lifetime alimony. There's that chick, the, the three, only 3% of alimony payments are made by women. But that 3% are a bunch of fucking, you know how women are. They bitch. Bitch is bitch. So the women that are actually on the hook for alimony are actually on, you know, spearheading the abolishment of permanent alimony. Like I said, I could see three years. If you're unable to get on your feet in three years, you've got deeper issues than ripping off your ex-spouse, male or female. Because, and a lot of people like, like Mary J. Blige is paying alimony. A lot of people, he needs to man up. Why, Why do you attach, look, here's the thing. You have no, like society has no issues gendering, uh, you know, male adulthood. Like if someone's not taking care of themselves and they're male, like man, blah, 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 blah. But they don't want to be gendered when they're, you know, not capable of taking care of themselves or inadequate at being a fucking adult, right? Because it's like nobody tells homeless women to woman up. Nobody tells women that are clearly trying to get on the doll of the welfare and child support or alimony system, you know. Even the unmarried women who go for common law. Nobody tells these chicks for this fucking common law shit that they should woman up. And that's another thing. The state needs to stay out of it. But getting into the main topic. Relationships and dating. They start off, like I said yesterday, and I want to go in depth. These things typically start off with the same formula and... This is under the aspect of normal people, normal progression of a relationship, not like... I mean, there are obviously outliers. There's always outliers, but the typical general perception, you could say it like this. So, I would go... My ladder for, you know, how this stuff works. It's either going to be introduction... Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, how can I put it? Okay, so I will go... So A, you know, there's going to be like five steps for a relationship. So A is usually going to be introduction or greet, greetings. Or you could just say the beginning phase is intro, the intro phase of a relationship. The second step is going to be the courting slash dating phase. The third step is going to be the grooming phase, which is where I want to talk, put the most value is that grooming phase. The most value is going to be in the grooming slash uh, cultivation because I think the fourth step is going to be the cultivation stage and the fifth step is obviously going to be OTR slash marriage and steps three and four are where I'm going to say is where you need to keep the men and women should keep their relationship at if you're not putting in the efforts of that you do within steps three and four that's why marriage and long-term relationships are trash at least the ones that fail and quick, when I say 30, 50 to 80%, the past 50%, marriages fail 80% of the time when the woman makes as much or more money than the man. So that's where I get the 80% from. 
It's something like that. Um, but anyway, step one, obviously, you know, it's the either the introduction or the quote unquote meeting phase, you know, the meet up for a coffee or, you know, some people skip a few of these steps. Obviously, it's not absolute and just go straight to the one night stand. But at the end of the day, that's still the introduction phase. And some people, even the, sec- the sexually liberated feminists, they'll they'll say that that phase is, you know, getting to see if there's a sexual compatibility, which I think is important. Intimacy and sex are very important. And step five is where those things get killed. They, those, those, those where a lot of that stuff goes to die. Step five is where a lot of stuff goes to die because people, it's not even so much that they change. People are very lazy. And it's a lot like the welfare state. If you know that you don't have to, like, if you don't, if like, here's a, for example, the problem with the welfare state is too many people are like, well, there's that. There's always that if I can't work. Because a lot of people, there's a lot of, without the welfare state, it's like, you will work, you will do something to sustain yourself or starve. If there's no risk of starvation, there's no work ethic. A lot of people will get dependent. Like animals, for example. They say don't feed the raccoons and the wildlife in your neighborhood or whatever. Or they'll get dependent on that and they won't know how to hunt for themselves and they'll starve out. Because there's no welfare state in the animal kingdom. So once they get dependent and expect to be fed by humans. And the humans move or whatever the case may be. Or they don't feed them over a couple of times. And they may either A, not learn how to sustain themselves. Or B, come, you know collectively hang out in the area where they were getting you know they were depending on the humans and make themselves whatever their whatever animal preys on them will make have easy access so they'll be in danger so neither here nor there i'm not saying that the welfare state is that absolutely but there are a lot of people that are dependent on it and that's what happens in relationships or it's like well the the people in relationships that get deep into relationships for example they don't have the ability to there's no risk. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to get. It's just no risk. So, just getting into it really quick. That intro phase, like I said, sometimes it's a one-night stand. Sometimes it's having coffee at Starbucks, going on a few dates. That second step is essentially once the dating and all that other stuff. Excuse me, that my little Alexa Echo, whatever the hell thing. Anyway... You have to think that second step is obviously going to be you and the girl or man or whatever the hell person you're interested in, type of people you're interested in. That second step is essentially just, I guess, personality matching. So, you know, the either deciding from this point, this is where it ends. From Step two is usually the end. And a lot of women will throw step one out there, step one and two out there to essentially the, the food dudes, the beta orbiters. This is where a lot of you guys, you know, it ends. Obviously, this is without the one that stands on hookups, but the beta orbiters and betas and most, the majority of guys are being manipulated here in these two steps because it's like, I'll fake date you, I'll eat free food off of you and whatnot. So this step is where a lot of men are like, well, I'm not offering it. Men don't want to offer step one and two and women don't want to offer steps three, four, and five. Now, the third, I like to call the third step the grooming phase. The uh, third, three and four is like step. Uh, well, let's see, one, two. So one and two. Step three, I like to call the grooming phase. And whilst grooming, 
is her, essentially, her or you, you basically are setting each other up to expectations, how the relationship will go, habits, just little, even little petty shit about toilet seats, cooking habits, cleanliness of the house, stuff like that. Stuff people should really explore before getting into LTRs. Because, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, I would say these things should be explored before sex. Like, I remember there was a, I think it was a dating show called Room Raiders or something like that back in the day on MTV. Uh, I used to love that show, but it was mainly on college campuses where the chicks would raid the rooms of the dudes. And honestly, before sex, I think that should go down. I think people should, again, that's old traditionalist type of shit, but like you should really like see how somebody lives, how they cook and eat and clean and what their lifestyle is like. Including their their gym habits or lack thereof, because some people may not value that. I, I think you as a man should value that, and not because it'll maintain her beauty long term. But I mean, health health care can get expensive later on in life, and if you're marrying one of those chicks that like a fat grenade type of chick, and I'll talk about the fat grenade because that's step, the fat grenade, and a lot of that bad shit is gonna start happening in steps four, the end of step four, step five. That's why I think men should take step five off the table. A lot of men are like, well, fuck it. Step one and two are gone, and step five is gone. Basically, one and two is like the whole dating, dinner dates, all that shit. Dating, spending money in the introduction phase, it's off the table now because you women are clearly just trying to set up dudes for food dates and shit. And then step five, they want to take off the table because of fucking 50% marriage failure rate, etc. And the fact that women get extremely lazy in those relationships and deep long-term dating, all of those things. But in the grooming phase, it's where you're going to basically the seeds are starting to get planted and not to say that step three is bad. Uh, I almost want to switch it up. I'll call step three, like more of a deeper introduction. Well, step four, I'm definitely going to call grooming slash manipulation step and sometimes manipulation can be good or bad depending on how the people you know individual people are but you know your third and fourth step that'll kind of mesh both of them are going to be where the fat grenade will get pulled or you'll start to see that the some things start to wear off where the laziness will kick in a little bit you don't even have to marry a chick for the laziness to kick in but moving on Men on step five, that's where they make the most of most of their investments. Step five is where the ring, the wedding, even in LTR, it's like, oh, now you have to invest in real estate, whatever she may like. You may have to sell your car or vehicle you may have and get what vehicle she likes. I mean, most of the time, either you're going to get tricked in it because I don't think a lot of men are out here picking whether or not they want to have children. So, yeah, you're probably going to get tricked into having a kid. Um... I think it's very rare that men are like picking when they have kids. Now, that sounds radical and ridiculous because like, well, you just don't have to, you just have to have not have sex in order to pick when you have a kid and blah, blah, blah. Yes, unfortunately for men, that's true. They, men don't have sexual liberation. I mean, feminists like to, they hang up, they like to post up the picture of a, you know, top 10% guy who is running through chicks and they're like, well, you men get to live this lifestyle, so why don't we get to live that lifestyle? Like, you, you, you're mad that you, you're going to hold 100% of men accountable for what 10% of men do. That's ridiculous. 
when the vast majority of women sperm check men to get pregnant. But they do. I don't know how the fuck so many forms of birth control exist. And people would be like, oops, don't just... If y'all would just admit it, be like, you're not... The pregnancies aren't accidents. You want to get pregnant because people are going to have sex regardless. Then it'd be cool. But it's like, you know, women won't admit it. They won't. They won't admit that they're dishonest, they're dishonest in the ways that they you know, procreate. But whatever. In a way, it promulgates the species as if we need any more. I think we're, we're overmanned at human, if you ask me. But that's, you know, not even here. Not even the pot, the subject. Huh. <sighs> Getting into the meat, because I've been talking for quite some time, and i talked a lot, but getting into the meat of what I want to talk about. Let's just skip ahead. Step five, obviously, is the marriage and the dating, and the marriage and long-term relationship. And the problem is, is this is where men are going all in. You have to go all in in a marriage just to satisfy the, the, the person you're with. Uh, from the man's perspective, this woman typically is going to, it's very typical the route that these things go. If they don't, if you don't have children already, she's going to start pushing you for children. Step and another thing in this, in the fifth and final step, is she's going to push you for, you know, what children. Probably purchase a vehicle, a family van, or whatever she may like. Probably have to purchase a second vehicle to keep her happy. For her to be a stay-at-home mom with a fucking minivan, so you'll have to get her a minivan. So you'll be maintaining two car payments. You'll be maintaining probably a mortgage, which you. You know, because her friend or she'll have other stay-at-home moms as house friends and she'll be like, well, Stephanie has a has a fucking, you know, $300,000 house. I mean, we need, you know, because so, women, women will look at their surroundings and try to groupthink and, well, not necessarily groupthink. They, they will try to basically try to meet the standards of their surroundings. So if they are surrounded by women with three kids, fucking $300,000 houses and two car households with, you know, six thousand dollars a month in expenses then she's going to look at you even if you don't make that kind of money um she's going to feel inadequate and she's going to feel that you're inadequate and get turned off by you so basically you're going to turn her off she'll be turned off sexually and she'll also be disappointed in the relationship and she'll be almost borderline depressed because she wants to meet the standards of her surroundings nothing against you right at the same time, while this is going on, and you're making all these investments, and you're busting your ass, and you're picking up mortgages and debts that are going to continue, that's, they're basically going to ensure you're going to work until you can no longer work, so you're no longer physically able to work. You're not going to be able to retire and enjoy your later years in life because of the decisions that a lot of women make in, these, in this step. But here's the thing. You, as a man, are making all these investments at this stage, and for a woman... That, that you're just you're supposed to. A real man does that, right? A husband is supposed to do those things. But on the backside of that, she's going to turn the sex is going to go down a lot, a lot. You're probably I mean, most marriages, most married men are consuming way more porn than single men, which is insane. Right. So I'm assuming most men, if they're lucky, they're getting sex while she ovulates. And that's just her biological clock, which the sex is going to turn completely off when she hits menopause. Um. So she's deteriorating in age. The relationship, the sexual portion of the relationship, is deteriorating. A lot of people, a lot of you know, the red pill community. This is why I'm not, I'm not part of the whole dating coach thing. The red pill community is going to look at the man, saying, "Well, because you're not man enough, you're not manning up. You're getting fat, whatever. Don't get fat, whatever." But 
I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say, push all this shit onto the man. It's not 100% a man, the man's fault for her getting turned off. Oh yeah, here's another thing that happens in the home, which is awfully really funny, because I, most, mostly everything is automated for a woman. They even have robot vacuums. So, you're going to have a robot vacuum that automatically cleans your house. Laundry is automated. The dishwasher is automated. The stove, you just turn it on. Most recipes are on Pinterest, so it's not, don't give me the I can't cook bullshit. You go in there and you follow step by step. Bitches have smartphones. Every, there's not a fucking woman on this planet in the Western world that has a smartphone, doesn't have one of these fucking fancy, fancy smartphones, right? So, don't tell me she can't fucking download Pinterest. Get off social media for like 10 minutes and throw a meal together. It's really easy. I mean, even the crock pot is just throw, throw, throw some meat and veggies in that bitch, season them, and, tur- and turn the fucker on. And bam. And not only will it cook your food, it'll stay in, what do you call it? War- uh, it'll stay in keep warm mode and leave your meal ready to go for whenever you want to eat it, nice and hot. So, I mean, I love the crock pot. That's just me. But everything for a woman, a woman is fucking automated. Like I said, they, they have robot vacuums. They even have robot shower cleaners. I don't know if y'all have seen that thing that you hang in your shower and it sprays like a, a solution all over the shower and then you rinse it off and that's essentially sufficient enough to clean your fucking bathroom outside of that. But why am I bringing up cleaning and laundry and whatnot? Because in the home, the stay-at-home moms who are also kind of simultaneously feminists, they're writing all these articles about how the man should help out in the house. You know what I'm saying? He, the men need to help out at home. Blah blah blah. Now, with their kids, I agree. If you want, if you you should come home, you know, get grab the kids, shower them, take them to the park, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But the whole stay-at-home moms wanting the working husband, the working spouse, to also do housework. I don't know. I got a big problem with that. And that's why marriages suck. Because whilst all this is being put on the man's plate, and then housework is also being put on the man's plate because of feminism, she's not. she brings no money to the table. None. None whatsoever. She's also having a lot less sex with the man as married men are consuming, like, twice, the, twice or three times as much porn as single men. And... Her not making money is a big one for me, man. And all these things, right? All of these things are going on. Because step five is bullshit. But let's go back to steps three and four. Steps three and four? Sucks is great. You guys are like rabbits. Just humping like crazy. Hopefully, she's on birth control at the time. Humping like crazy. She cleaning better. She hasn't pulled the pin on the fat grenade. And, oh, fast forward back to step five. So, the fat grenade. Like I said, there are a lot of chicks who are able to make themselves sixes and sevens and that's like a peak thing they're able to peak but their window of peak is like a couple of years or it's a struggle for them to stay in that peak right so what the fat grenade is is basically she pulls the pin on it and uh, I talk about women with humongous appetites stay the fuck away from women with humongous giant appetites the fat grenade is she essentially like it's like it's kind of like you ever seen a uh one of those bounce houses when they're flat and then they get, like, they expand. That's what the fat grenade is for a woman. You, I mean, you got an idea. You know what the fat grenade is. Bitches will pull the pin on that shit as soon as you marry them. Like, all of these things I just talked about happen in step step five. Or marriage, long-term relationships, cohabitation. Because sometimes she only doesn't even need to marry her. She just needs to cohabitate with you for a couple of years. And they will, the, the government, U.S. government's going to be like, you're legally married. 
all of these things are to extract money from the men. And as a matter of fact, I saw on the, uh, I think it's a documentary called Divorce Corpse. You guys really need to see that shit. It talks about the institution of marriage way more articulate than I can in much better detail in a more entertaining way. I'm shitting on my own self by saying that. Yes, dude, go check out Divorce Corpse, especially if you guys have not been gotten yet. Uh, If y'all are like me and you've already been fucking, you've given your pound of flesh plus 10, then watch it anyway because... Like I said, a lot of you dudes are out here on your third and fourth marriage and shit, and I don't get it. Like, go to the family court once. Stop fucking going back. I understand pussy is great, feels great, and you want to feel like a real man and not have one of those dolls like TFM or anything like that says. I get it. I, I get it. Just don't get married. I don't know. Either or. Steps three and four. The pining phase, the grooming phase. That's what I'm saying. The sex is great. There's actual risk. Like I talked about with the welfare state taking away or creating dependence. With the creation of dependence also comes the inability to work. Or I won't say the inability. The unwillingness to work. Like why work when when I'm already dependent and I have this option? The option of you, uh, the state. In a way, uh, marriage is welfare. A bigger welfare state for a woman. Because... She is unable to see be shown the door because, like I said, in the pining and the grooming phase of the relationship, that's when the sex is great. That's when her attitude and behavior is peak. That's when she's better at cleaning and cooking. That's when you don't have to hear that stay-at-home mom feminist bullshit because when she tries that shit in the fucking st- in steps three and four, you could kick her to the curb. And unfortunately, a lot of men rather would rather go to step five than lose you know, commitment because they worked so hard. They feel that they worked really hard to get her commitment. But at the end of the day, guys, women, women outnumber us in the West. They're the majority of voters. So therefore there are more women than men. Not to mention that there's so many men are considered low quality, like, you know, rated four, five, no, sorry, five, four, three, two, and one, you know, low quality incels, disabled men. There's so many men that are disqualified from, the dating market that if you're one of those guys that are already in like you quote unquote you, you don't have the the armband well i hate to use a jewish or nazi germany reference but if you're if you're in and you don't have an armband on i.e undesirable incel whatever else like real like first of all learn to kick bitches to the curb you don't have to fucking commit to them because here's the thing a lot of dudes are like i want to solve the problems that we currently have in the relationship with commitment with more commitment like marriage or something like that and it's like it's one of the dumbest things you could do now this has been a long ass episode but let me try to end it real quick i'm sorry dudes are doing step five i.e marriage is some type of solution to their problems when it's actually the beginning and the worsening of all the problems because if you're having problems now if you dudes are in the middle of like dating or you're in the midst of a long-term relationship and y'all are having issues now first of all there should be a couple of red flags and i'll just go into that so while you're in the pining slash grooming phase of a relationship and you notice the chick has you know here's a couple of the red flags that you should notice eating habits shit's greedy and all that other shit like it's about women with giant appetites nobody should be eating pizzas in one sitting and that includes men a whole pizza like shit like that right so greed another big one is cleanliness if bitches like look at a girl's car because maybe her house looks good but if her car looks like shit you know she's kind of a lazy bitch an unclean bitch and look at how she takes care of her clothing like if a lot of women and you, you guys can attest to this they have extensive wardrobes 
because they don't even wash the fucking clothes they have. Like, I've literally seen bitches who would just wear an outfit once or twice, throw it in their fucking, in a big pile in their closet, and they would go get new clothes instead of washing and cleaning the ones they got because they want to stay on the hottest, hippest trends possible. And everything is, everything, the hipness changes on a weekly basis. So they'd rather go get a new outfit a week than, and there's nothing wrong with getting a new outfit a week, but take care of what you fucking got. If she can't do that, she ain't going to do your laundry. And she's going to get on some feminist stay-at-home mom shit and talk about how you need to contribute to the housework as well as bring in 100% of the revenue or the income of the house. You have to bring 100% of the resources and she won't even take care of the resources or yourself. So those are big-ass red flags. Not not only the whole fat grenade thing, but, oh, uh, speaking of red flags, chicks who are unwilling to work out. I talk about fitness being a part of life. Like, here's the thing. A lot of people feel that fitness is some obligatory, you know, chore. Don't look at it as a chore. Look at it as, it's a, it's a way to take care of yourself. And since we're human beings, we are in the West, we're, in, we're industrialized, we are much more advanced than we used to be. We have gotten lazy as far as taking care of our bodies. Like, your body was designed to be in motion and move, and pick stuff up, and hunter-gatherer. Like you said, hunter-gatherer. When you hunt all fucking day for your resources and your food that's what your body is designed to do your body is designed to be moved around and muscles were designed to be used and you should be using them at least four or five times a week and i'm not telling you guys to go be bodybuilders i'm saying let's go get a light workout in 150 minutes a week that's it you could split that up you could do 30 minutes a fucking day and be done with your workouts you know on Friday, take the weekend off, but that's a big one, and that's one of those things where it's like, where she looks at it as a, if somebody, if the chick looks at working out as a chore, that's a big red flag, I don't know, that's plenty of red flags, and I'm not saying you should dump women for these minor things, but explain to like, hey, you should make your intentions and everything known, put on the table right away, that these are big red flags for you or not necessarily red flags red flags is a bad term you could also just you know state clearly that hey these are my expectations this is the lifestyle that i'm going to live and if you're going to be either with me or married to me or in a long-term relationship that we're we're going to have to work together and hopefully we can meet at a yin you know there's a yin and yang in the relationships but hopefully you guys can meet in the middle and come together on these two things like Couples should work out together, and if she doesn't like working out, then that's a big, big no-no. I mean, as far as making her do all the housework, I don't say that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with you coming home, cooking every once in a while, doing dishes every once in a while, but the female, ex- the stay-at-home mom, feminist, or like the man should be doing most of the housework, even half. That's bullshit, because remember, ladies, or guys, if you're bringing home 100% of the revenue, you should, hey, yard work, chores, cooking the yard work can be 100% yours there's a few things there should be a man it's yin and yang right if the chick is one of those fucking feminist stay at home moms or I hate to say it like go back to that reference but like you should just go to a military base and look at some of these housewives they eat all fucking day their entire house is automated doing most of the chores and yet they're mad at their husbands they treat their husbands like shit who bust their ass and sometimes die on the job for them and the military is a bunch of simps, so they do nothing but praise the fucking women. They're like, Housewife Appreciation Month, Dependent Appreciation Month, Women's Month, blah, 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 blah. They don't ever have a fucking service member appreciation month when I was in. And I hate to use the military as the only example, but it's one of the worst examples of gynocentrism. 
the black community and the military are two big, big, big fucking, what do you call it? Big microcosms of gynocentrism. Look no further than those communities. And honestly, in today's day and age, unless you're fucking religious, why the fuck are you trying to get married anyway? Marriage should have been taken off the table for a lot of you dudes a long time ago. And I would even say cohabitation. Because at the end of the day, what I'm talking about, and I hate to say a term that I wasn't going to say, but neither here nor there, the main thing is you need to hold these women accountable. She needs to bring some capital to the table, some type of, what's the word, collateral. You know, when you go to a bank, you need to have a job to get a loan, shit like that. You need to have good credit. Your credit and your job, your current income is collateral for the loan. It justifies the loan. What should justify the marriage is her probably bringing something to the table. I wouldn't say make her ever make an, have an account to pay into or make her pay a dowry. I mean, I honestly would go that far. The Jewish community does, but she's got to bring some collateral to the table before you enter into these fucking bullshit-ass agreements. Probably not even just get married in the first place, but you should, even with the cohabitation, you should probably make her put collateral up. Collateral and accountability. Start demanding this shit, fellas. I know we don't want to walk away from pussy and blah, 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 etc. But sometimes, are you willing to bet half your shit for a depreciating asset? I did, and I lost. And very few men are very happy with that gamble. So you can make it, but I'm just going to laugh at you and hopefully try to help you on the other end. Because on the back end of that, when the family courts are doing their business, that's when male suicide is the highest. And I'm just trying to help decrease those numbers. So, if you want to try it, be my guest. And I'll hopefully be able to help you on the backside. Y'all have fun out there. I'm out. <laughs>